0: Welcome to Stonewall End Times Talk. We're a father-son duo discussing end times in hopes that you will develop a faith like Stonewall. I'm the son, Stephen.
1: And I'm the dad, Doug.
0: And this week, we're discussing the 70 weeks of Daniel. We're going to jump right into it. And the first thing we need to say that Daniel gets this prophecy when he's in Babylon, and why are the Jews in Babylon? What happened?
1: Well, I'll, I'll be glad to tell you. Uh, first off, you mentioned Daniel was, was in Babylon. Now, when Daniel came into the land, he was a young guy. I'm talking about the land of Babylon.
2: Mm-hmm. He was a
1: young guy. Uh, he did not have with him a copy of the Torah, which to someone who doesn't know what Torah is, it's a law. And anyone else, it's the Bible. Daniel did not have a copy of it when he, it was his reading of the prophecy of Jeremiah that learned him. Now, okay. now the question is where did Daniel get the copy of the Torah? If, because uh, he was reading from it. If he came into the land and didn't have a copy, uh, I read actually a discussion on that, Stephen.
2: Okay.
1: And, and uh, Someone within the courts knew that Daniel was, uh, he was like, like, higher up. If you, st- they made him a, a ruler in Babylon. Okay. So someone assumed they, they came to Daniel and they gave him a copy of the Torah.
0: Makes sense. And
1: he began to read it. And then we know from there, it must've worked out uh, a plan of, uh, of the Lord God Almighty, because he was moved by reading Jeremiah's writing, and he was moved because he knew that the captivity was just about in. Okay. And now, what would you do if you knew you're going to be a suddenly kicked, leave the land? What What would you do?
0: I pray. Like, like I'm doing now, because the rapture is uh, about to happen.
1: Yes, that's right. This whole this whole uh, period of time that we're in right now, it, it's just as crucial as when Daniel was alive. So Daniel began to pray.
0: Very similar.
1: Oh yes, uh, and I'm starting to understand that uh, we need to pray that God would open up our eyes, open up our understanding. What and help us see what to do next. A lot of times he will not lay it out on you. We have to let the spirit lead us. Okay. Now,
2: huh.
1: now when Daniel started praying, let me turn to Daniel just so
0: we can get, now
1: have that right here, Stevie. All
0: right. So, um, so this, this is when Daniel's going to get the prophecy. Well, um, can you, can you explain why they're in Dan- in Babylon?
1: Uh, that, uh, yes, that's right
0: uh, here.
1: And here's the reason why they're in Babylon. It says it's to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath. and as long as, as the land lay desolate, she was keeping Sabbath, and that was to fulfill 70 years because for 70 Sabbath Israel did not keep Sabbath so the Lord himself is he's removing them from the land Mm. so that the uh, land will enjoy its Sabbaths
0: okay and that was the Leviticus um, order right like part of the law that was given to him in Leviticus Leviticus? yes Uh, may I read you the uh,
1: because of what i just said i need to qualify why there. Uh, it was set 70 years yeah. right here, and i'll read it to you okay uh it says that the lord spoke to moses on mount sinai saying speak to the children of israel and say to them when you come into the land which i give you then the land shall keep a sabbath to the lord in other words So it was Joshua that led them into the land. And here's the instruction that was given to him. It says that six years you shall sow your field. Six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest. It's rest for the land. It's a Mm. Sabbath to the Lord. And you shall sow your field You, excuse me, you shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. And if you go on, it's just letting you know that everything is just going to grow on its own. And that would be for, you believe this? Seven years.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it.
1: And that's, that is a reason why they would end the captivity because the Lord was dead serious. You don't keep my Sabbath. Well, okay, I'll kick you out of the land, and I'm going to get my Sabbaths anyway. And Here's some of the things that Israel did. They didn't keep any of the commandments. Okay. And and, uh, they were worshiping false gods. They were doing child sacrifice, and they were intermarrying with people of other nations.
0: Those child sacrifices, they were burning them alive, right?
1: Yes, they were, definitely. So that's the reason why they were booted out of the land. But excuse me, no, not not for those sins, although they're drastic enough. They're terrible enough. But the sin that caused their exile was the seven year Sabbath. They did not keep the Sabbath, the seven year Sabbath. And it was for 70 of them. Wow. And then uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 25 I think it might be verse 11. It says, because you did not keep my word, the land will be desolate 70 years. That's what Jeremiah reported. Now, and we just said it more than once. As long as as they were out of the land, the land was enjoying its Sabbath.
0: All right, so God kicked them out so the land could rest. Let's just say the Jews now have been over in Babylon for about Uh 70 years. And we have Daniel who's no longer young. Um, uh-huh. What happens?
1: Well, Daniel began to pray. I'm going to uh, read something here for you because the prophecy of the 70 weeks of year, do we know about that prophecy because of Daniel reading about being removed from the land and they would spend 70 years out of, it. and that was from Daniel.
2: Mm-hmm. In other
1: words, Daniel was not even a prayed would have, prayed if the lord didn't somehow kind of prime the pump and make it happen but here's daniel (laughs) yeah here's daniel here's daniel he says while i was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people and presenting my supplication before the lord my god for the holy mountain of my god by the way this is daniel 9 and i started at verse 20 all right, now I'm going to move on here to verse, uh, I read 21, I'm going to keep moving on. And no, verse 21 says that while I was speaking and I was in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, he reached me about the time of the e- evening offering. Now, I'm new King James and it says offering, but uh, King James says, oblation. Oh, it's both yeah. the same thing. Okay. All right. Now he that's Gabriel informed mm-hmm. me, that's Daniel. And he talked with me and said, Oh Daniel, I have come forth to give you skill to understand. Now, notice he didn't say, I come to make you understand. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you to do skill to understand.
0: So. Yeah, I find that's that seems to me to be a pretty key here where not only is there a prophecy given, but he's also given this means to understand it. I think's pretty important.
1: Uh, I think so. I used to, I used to wonder why uh, he gave him skill to understand. it's because uh, we have to be able you know do things on our own. Lord do everything. He wants us to grow. Mm-hmm. So here's what uh, he says further uh, verse 23 Daniel 9:23. And at the beginning of your supplication, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Do you, did you catch that? When he says, at the beginning of your supplication, do you know that we sit down, we begin to pray,
2: mm-hmm. and we ask
1: the Lord to do something, or we bring it to His attention. We need to be like Daniel. We need to just keep praying till till Gabriel comes and wakes us up. Uh, of course, I don't think Gabriel will come to either one of us.
0: oh, in the flesh
1: <laughs> Yes, that's true. Um, but let me read this to you, and then uh, maybe you can I know you've got something you want to share also, but here it says that he was greatly beloved and he wanted Daniel to understand the vision now. Daniel was given a vision there. Most of Daniel has been given a whole bunch of visions, but uh, this one he wants him to understand. He says, 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city. The 70 weeks are the 77, is what it is, what he was talking, referring to. Okay. And then to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness, to fill up, up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most total. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that that pretty much covers like all time.
1: Yes, it does. And now I know there are those that think that the that this prophecy has has been fulfilled. Well, you know, uh, just because they believe that this prophecy has been fulfilled. It, it's not a a, a belief that it, it's going to eternally damn. At least I don't think so right now. But they are a little off. But I can't tell them that. You can't tell them that. <laughs> no. The holy scriptures have to tell them that. Mm-hmm. There there are folks that won't even oh crack a Bible until they go. You tell them, and I, you know, I need to say this, Stephen. Okay. First off, they go get help and ask somebody what it means. But uh, in the very beginning of my walk, I I used to, I went to church with a denomination that uh, denied speaking in tongues. Okay. They, and they gave you the Bible verses and all that, and I believed it.
0: And then but, you went to the Foursquare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not where I finally realized that i have to go with what scripture teaches i don't care i i I did run into some of my brethren friends it was the brethren church we went to and i shared with them why i believe that people speak in tongues today and boy i got some good reactions out of some of them they couldn't believe it oh no you're going to go to hell (laughs) you're speaking in tongues well because i didn't interpret correctly but uh, I had to sit down, and that's kind of a joke, too, Dad, Stephen. Okay. Uh, um, here's how it happened for me. I had a friend that he was really young in the Lord, and he went and to visit some people in a different state. Well, he ran into some people that were charismatic, and they were speaking in tongues. And so when my friend came back to, to see me, he told me, you're wrong, God.' I said, why am I wrong? He said, because you have to see and experience what I did. People do speak in tongues. What do you mean? I'm the one who led you to the Lord. You can't be telling (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And um, we just let it go. We We just, as far as that was concerned, we never talked about it again. But me, I was so convicted, I had to find out. So I started reading the scriptures about in tongues and guess what i did every book every help i had i put them aside mm-hmm. i started reading the scriptures and do you know what it says in romans chapter i think it's 14 that, is
0: that, that is that paul talking like mm-hmm. uh, when they're talking yeah. about speaking in tongues you have to have an interpreter
1: yeah well mm-hmm. so at the end of and that's what my friend witnessed um and so at the end of the chapter, it says to forbid not to speak with tongues. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. the very last uh, part of uh, chapter 14 of Romans. Oh. Well, I could argue all day long, but I'm sorry. It says not to f- tell you not to forbid to speak in tongues. So I'm not going to do it. Now, does people speak in tongues? Someone may speak in tongues, but not me.
0: Yeah. So it- isn't that a gift i think it's um yes. it's yes. a gift
1: yes and uh this is not to to uh to go one way or the other it's just that the scripture has has to have the final say mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to to accept it then uh, i i don't know what what i don't know what to say to those people but
0: i mean that's that seems to me to be to believing but then denying the power so I don't know. Sounds like um, more end times prophecies.
1: Yes. Well, right now where uh, Gabriel was speaking to Daniel, because we have to, I I didn't want to get off on that rabbit trail, but I did. It says it tells Daniel when this prophecy is going to start. And this is where folks, they disagree because there's more than one decree. See, up there, uh, mm-hmm. verse 24, says, 70 weeks are determined for your people in your holy city. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, 70 weeks are decreed. That's still verse 24. 70 weeks are decreed for your people in your holy city. So in verse 25 here, he says, know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, there shall be. Seven weeks, and sixty-two weeks, uh, and there she, uh, the street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous time. Okay. Now, the seven weeks and the sixty-two weeks you put them together, it's sixty-nine weeks, and, and that is completely the, the sixty-nine weeks is down the drain. It's gone.
0: I wanted to break down some of this. this um, some of this a little bit. Where it says the um to finish the transgression, that's that is the um the 70 years because of the 70 missed status, right? Yes,
1: exactly that's okay, right. so that,
0: finished mm-hmm. that's their banishment, that's the finish the transgression to make an end of sins. That's probably gonna happen after the millennial kingdom.
1: Uh mm-hmm. I I I believe that.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and then to make a reconciliation for iniquity, that's that sounds like the crucifixion
1: uh well i've
0: i've understood
1: it to um uh, iniquity is is evil and evil causes damage everywhere okay and and then it says to make reconciliation for for iniquity in other words it's going to undo some damage done through the years and don't ask me how that because that's 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 the Gospel according to Doug. Now, okay, Uh okay, yeah. Uh, This
0: stuff—it's not really. I mean, obviously, it's not explained. This is just kind of what it looks like. You
1: you read it and weep, kind of, you know.
0: (laughs) Okay, and then to anoint the most holy—that's sounds also like it's associated with Jesus.
1: Uh, It is Uh, the most holy. uh, I've looked through some commentary. And most every one of them point point to the fact that anoint the ninth most holy is referring to Messiah Jesus.
0: Okay, so like when he actually steps up and you know takes the role.
1: I, I don't know how. Uh, hmm. Sometimes I just know of and not how. This okay. is one of those I know of.
0: All right, and then to restore and build Jerusalem. After they come back from Babylon, they actually rebuild the temple and rebuild the walls and everything. So, okay, I just wanted to go uh, over that part a little bit.
1: Right. Exactly. Now.
0: Okay. Um. That's so funny. then that that's going to end the sixty nine weeks, right? So, um, so we have sixty two and and seven. That makes sixty nine. Mm-hmm. And what that, at the 69th week, that is when Jesus comes into ba- into a Jerusalem on a donkey.
1: That's true. And you have something to say, don't you?
0: Yeah. So I found online an, a calculation of those years, of those 69 weeks. And I got it from Christian.net. I'll, I'll put all this stuff into the show notes. But um, Arctic Xerxes... Gave a command to restore the temple on 14th March, 445 BC, and this you said there was three,
1: they decrees,
0: three decrees. I don't and know, this, maybe
1: four. I don't know exactly.
0: Okay, this is More the one. This is well. This is the one that. Um, okay, so Artaxerxes gave the command down to the day. So it's undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. So. He um, gave the command on 14 March and Jesus wrote in um, on the 6th of April, 32 AD. And then you have to take into account some, some uh, things like when you switch over from BC to AD, that's not two years. Like there is no zero year. So you go one BC to one AD with no zero. So when you do your calculation, subtract that year and then there's 476 years times 365, that's 173,740 days. And then you have to add your leap years, that's 116 days, and then add 24 days on top of that, because that takes you up to March 14th. Then you have to get to April 6th, that's 24 days. That's a total of 173,880 days, the exact day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the donkey. Uh, just an amazing prophecy. So that leads us up. That's the completion of the 69 weeks. We have one week still yet to come. And um, what's, what is this 70th week?
1: Well, the 70th week, I believe, is the whole book of Revelation. Everything you read in Revelation is going to take place in the 70th week. It's the tribulation period, if you want to call it. And it's also yeah. right before the day of the Lord. Okay. The day of the Lord, it, it's all up to interpretation. The day of the Lord, uh, you can't pinpoint the day exactly, but you can pinpoint the season or the time. If you read the book of Joel, you read about the sun being darkened, the moon not giving its light. Uh, uh, the Lord Himself is going to pull all the nations together uh, in the valley of decision. It, it, be, it says multitude, multitudes. And the Lord's going to bring judgment on them. And uh, I think Peter referred to the book of Joel and some of the prophecies from the book of Joel. And that is the day of the Lord. And if you read the whole book of Zephaniah, that's about the day of the Lord. Okay. Uh, I do believe it's Zephaniah, but but if you grab your Bible and start looking for it and uh, find out that I'm wrong,
0: okay, I could be
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will not argue with scripture.
0: What's going to kick off the 70th week?
1: There's going to be a covenant made with a person they call he. He is uh, the final Antichrist. Okay. And some he's going to be in power, and, the, and he's going to allow the Jews to, to rebuild the temple. And okay. the, the uh, 70th week of Daniel will be put into play when he makes that uh, covenant with Israel.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, I certainly don't want to see it. Um, we won't. And uh, we, we will not be here. Go ahead. I, I found a number of current events that are pointing to this 70th week going to be kicked off pretty soon. I'm just going to run through a few of these and I'll include these also in the, uh, in the show notes. So the first one is from the Christian Newswire and it's about the Palisade Microneedle Vaccine. And it could be the precursor of the mark of the beast. It probably likely is I know um, it has some very strange things. Uh, first of all, it um, it's a it's a patch that you put on your on your hand like on the back of your hand and it injects you with quantum dots and these quantum dots contain get this no joke luciferous and luciferous is a bioluminescent enzyme that scans or that that glows when scanned so think of like going to an amusement park and you you want to leave to go eat and then when you come back in you put your hand under a little black light and it illuminates and you can come back in well that's what this is going to do except it's an actual tattoo and then there's Um, Another article that I found where Microsoft has placed a patent 060606, so patent 666. Um, What's his
1: his patent for? Some product?
0: So get this. The actual title of the patent is Cryptocurrency System Using Body Activity Data. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- this is, um, it's like, um, basically the way I like, I think of it is, like, when you go to the store and you run your debit card, then you have to put in a pin. Well, this is, the way that this is described, it's basically using your body movements as a pin. So, instead of typing in a number on a keypad, you would do some type of body movement or maybe it just mon- it just monitors your natural movements and can verify you are you and I like to say oh well, maybe somebody's pin would be the macarena or the two oh, or- yeah <laughs> something like that right so but it, whatever it is, this movement verifies you instead of having to type in a pin. And this is tied into a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, or the the uh, federal government has. They're going to be uh, introducing something called Fed Now in a few years. So this is, I mean, this is all coming really quick. Um, and then a rapid pace, rapid, and it's just like bam, bam, bam. Everywhere you look, every week, I just see tons of this stuff. It's crazy. And then also speaking of things that we should be looking for, the increase of wars and the rumors of wars. This stuff is just happening all over. Like right now, Russia is pushing for what's co- what they call the Great Eurasian Partnership. And they're trying to get all these countries over there to participate in some type of economic partnership. And they've invited any countries... They actually invited the European Union, and right now there's the tensions are kind of high between the European Union and Russia, so not sure if this would happen between them, but seems like there's going to be a, a few places that are going to be interested and uh, Sergey Lavrov, and I believe he's some type of um, we call it, like ambassador or something um, but he was talking about it, and he said. The initiative by President Putin to create a greater Eurasian partnership is all about putting unification on the agenda. And additionally, he said it was designed to promote interconnectedness and economic competitiveness while also working to build peace and stability across the world. Oh, yeah. oh peace and safety. Oh, man. Man, imagine that. The Bible's. <laughs> People are going to be saying, peace and safety, peace and safety. Well, look at Russia's talking about making this so they can provide peace and stability. And it reminds me of the first Thessalonians 5.3. It says, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So it's like, oh, I think uh, it's kind of funny. I had um maybe a few weeks ago, I was talking to one of my friends and they were like, they were just like, well, maybe these people are reading the Bible and, you know, just doing it as kind of a joke. I'm like, I don't think these guys joke.
1: So uh-huh.
0: uh,
1: um, the, the timing for that is incredible. No way you could do that.
0: No, uh, this these guys don't read the Bible. Come on. Anyway. Um, yeah. So check this out. Also, at the same time where they're pushing for this partnership, there's a Russian troop buildup next to the Ukrainian border. They've, they're massing 20 to 25,000 troops right now. And the US, NATO, and Germany have all issued warnings to Russia. So if they invade NATO, Russia, I mean, NATO, the US, and Germany, all have issued warnings that we're going to retaliate if they do, which um, that doesn't sound too good. And also China is probably gonna move against Taiwan. And if that happens, the US has already said they're going to retaliate. Um, so there's just massive buildups and rumors of war and people threatening each other. And a one more thing is Israel has warned that Iran is testing nuclear capable missiles. And I know that I know they're not going to allow this to happen. They're going to attack. And if that happens, well, Russia's got Iran's back and all these other countries over there, they've all got Iran's back. This is this will not be good. Like this is more tensions building up over there. Um, So i mean, talking about rumors of wars and all this all this stuff is happening right now. And it's just pointing to that 70th week and it is going to kick off soon. I do. I believe that.
1: Yes. I certainly do,, uh, you know what it sounds like to me uh biblical wise the book of Zechariah chapter fourteen, uh starting at verse, I believe it twelve, verse twelve, okay, it describes a nuclear blast oh the, nuclear uh, the
0: the plague, yeah, mm-hmm. you want me to read it? I can read it. Oh, sure, read it. all right, it says zechariah fourteen twelve and this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths.
1: Uh, That's it.
0: And it's an interesting prophecy.
1: Well, remember, you just read it. said Mm -hmm. they did that. It's from the Lord because they messed with Israel or Jerusalem.
0: And that sounds strangely familiar. It has to be some
1: form of a nuclear blast. If you had seen some, if you had seen some of the uh, time lapse, time lapse photography of a nuclear blast, man, it it that's what it points to.
0: Yeah, Uh, I don't know if you've seen how long how long ago you've seen the Terminator. But at the beginning of the Terminator, they show the nuclear blast and they show this person who does just that. They they melt just like this is describing.
1: I remember that. Yeah, I remember that Terminator. Was, <laughs> boy, uh, they've been That's, they must have copied some stuff out of Revelation. Boy, I tell
0: you, I, right. That was that
1: movie was something else.
0: OK, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next episode. Okay. Lord bless you.